to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host, Lyle. Lyle, good morning to you. And Lawson, good morning to you. You are our producer today. Welcome, Lyle, back again. Yeah, two days in a row. Who would have ever thought? I know. And there's many listeners that are excited. We've actually had texts coming through that they've been so excited that you're back on board. So who knows? We might Just have to have <laughs> Only for two days. Do not get too excited. Do not get too excited. But tell us. Tell us. Shell's away in the States. She's already arrived um, over there, of course. And yesterday you said to us, the day she, she arrived. Had, the day she arrived, she'd already transferred money onto the credit card. Has she transferred any more? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. having lots of fun spending, she is. is she? She's spending with a shovel and spade. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, uh, um, it, it all kind of works out because um, Joe Biden gave her some money, so... Joe Biden uh, gave... <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden gave some money. Please explain. <laughs> I was a uh, stimulus... COVID thing in a form of a paper check because in America they still use paper. Do you oh. remember seeing paper checks? You're yes. old enough to remember paper oh, checks. Oh, don't give my age away. Don't, not one bit. I'll swivel by you today. No. I am old enough to, to remember. I've never, I've never owned a checkbook, but I remember them. Yes, I remember them too. Um, like seeing, yes, yeah. So in America they still use those. Wow. Yeah. True. So Shell gets this thing, and of course, you can do. No, there's nothing you can do with it in Australia. You can't bank it in Australia. No, because she's still got American citizenship over there too. Yes, she. So she, uh, she she's so got she dual. So she took it with her, and yeah. it paid for a trip and so forth. And um, ah. hence the shopping spree. Hence the shopping spree, but needing extra from the credit card. <laughs> Stocking up on American goods. No, that's right. Well, let's hope she's actually filling up the suitcase with some goods for you too. And I'm sure she is. That I'm sure you're you're on her mind. I think all she's going to buy me some steel wool. <laughs> That's a funny one to have. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I just want to say a huge shout out to Lawson. Thanks for all what you're doing in this producing side, putting the music on and everything while Shell's away. You're doing a great job. Mate, spinning the decks, getting it done. I love it. I like it. I just sit here and, uh, well, it actually gives me some time to, you know, listen to what's going on, speak. Yeah. I get to send texts to the listeners and put smiley faces yeah, on them and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and then and then I get to uh, think about my studies too. I don't, yeah. I don't have to talk. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to write my essay about? You're you know? a champion. You're doing so well. Thanks so much for all you're doing. Hey, it's come time for our first quiz question for today. And of course, when you answer, the more times you answer, the more chances you get to win. And uh, our draw is, of course, at quarter to nine on Friday. So hanging out for that. But our first quiz question for today is true or false? James 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him watch the news. So I'll ask that one again. True or false? James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him watch the news. <laughs> Text us your answer on 0491 Lyle, mm-hmm. you're feeling like you want to say something. I can tell right <laughs> there. Do you watch the news? <laughs> see, see, 
You are. I have to be really careful because I'll give away the answer if it hasn't already been no, given away no, already. No, no, no. This is, guys, this is my favourite memory verse. What do you mean? Yeah, like that's why every night seven six p.m. When does the news come on? To I, I haven't watched TV in that's, years. That's, isn't that verse a um, whoever wants to know the truth watch the news? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. So text us your answers. Here we go again. True or false? James one verse five says, "If any of you lack wisdom, let him watch the news." Text us your answer on 0491064669. And we're going for the draw of two books. What are those books for okay, us so again, so we Lyle? have uh, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings, which is a, oh, it's a, it's a really awesome uh, small book. It's kind of, you could read it as a devotional book in many ways, mm. uh, but it's all about the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Um, that one's by Ellen White. And then we have A Thoughtful Hour, which is, once again, a similar kind of book. Uh, this one by Jerry D. Thomas, Tracing the Footsteps of Jesus, called The Thoughtful Hour. The concept there being spending an hour with Jesus every day. Absolutely. And it's even better to spend even more than that one hour with Jesus every day. And the great thing is, too, that you know this will, th- these books will give you guidance, though, for your devotional life. But it's also great to be able to pray and just talk to Jesus anytime, anywhere. You know, when you're driving behind the steering wheel, don't close your eyes, <laughs> but keep driving and still talk to him. There's all sorts of places because he's 24-7 everywhere. Hey, Lyle, where are we going to today? Which town or city are we saying hi? that has Faith FM listeners there. Aldinga Beach, South Australia on 88.0. I know how to pronounce this one and I know where it is. I've been there. Yeah, have you? What did you like? Quite a number of times, yeah. Mm, It's a beautiful spot, isn't it? It is a gorgeous spot. South south of Adelaide, about an hour and a half south down there. Doesn't um, that famous singer, what's her name? I've forgotten her name, have a house down there. It'll come to me. Famous singer? Yeah, there's a famous singer has a house down there. Oh. I can't remember who it is. Um, Kylie. I think Kylie has a house down there. Oh, Kylie Minogue. Yeah. True. I didn't know that one. Yeah, I think she does. There you go. Someone can correct me, but that's, that's what I was told when I was there. Oh, okay. So that's a new thing for me. Tell you what, Aldinga Beach is very significant for me. I remember years back sitting on the <coughs> on the edge. You know, there was this cliff kind yeah, of area. Yeah, some great cliffs there, yep. Beautiful cliffs. And I was overlooking the ocean and I had my two Bibles back because, you know, they kind of fall apart after a while after using them. But at that time I was reading in Isaiah and I felt God's call so strongly to ministry and that was my turning point. At Aldinga Beach, there you at go. Aldinga Beach, oh, man, right there. Just, yeah. <clears throat> Fantastic shout out to Aldinga Beach. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're from Aldinga Beach or been down there, text us in 0491064669. What do you like about that area? Hey, there's a couple of texts, few texts already coming through. In fact, lots of answers already to our questions. Um, Suzanne writes in, funny that you mentioned checks. I got one from the tax department yesterday. So earlier, Lyle was just saying about the fact that Shell, his wife is over, our producer Shell is actually over in the US at the moment and got some checks from um, Biden, <laughs> President Biden, um, being a US um, citizen still and got checks. And so Suzanne mentions, funny that you mentioned checks. I got one from the tax department yesterday. I said to hubby, who uses checks still? Evidently, the Australian tax department still does. Yeah, so I mean, did you tick the wrong box somewhere uh, or something or other? How did that even happen? I don't know. That, the the that's tax department doesn't send me checks. No? How do you get it? Just straight, just appears in straight my bank account. Straight into your bank. Oh, there you go. Maybe Maybe something to check on with that, Suzanne. But there you go. You got a check. And yes, the tax department still obviously uses them, which is really quite interesting. Should frame it. It's probably the last one you'll get. Yeah, that, 
that's a good idea. Hey, going into some good news, here's some really interesting news that I found, um, that there's a new antibiotic um, that actually affect, um, slays super bugs um, and that has been found in North Carolina, which is really interesting. So this new antibiotic has been found, catch this, in the soil of North Carolina. Scientists have actually isolated the antibiotic called Clovibactin from bacteria found in the soil, and then they've tried to grow it in a lab. And the antibiotic, Clovibactin is an antibiotic that comes from what we call dark matter. In other words, it hasn't actually been grown before either too. And the scientists have actually been looking for new new antibiotics that can actually kill bacteria. Because what's actually happening now is that we've had so many different antibiotics and they've been out there much the same that our bodies are becoming of course immune to them um, in many ways and um, ironically this this really blew my mind let me just find it here it says here that worldwide resistance has um, has increased so basically antibiotics are not so effective anymore they're much less resist we're much less resistant to them and there's increased death and basically in 2019 1.3 million deaths resulted from the fact that there was in this increased resistance to it and 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 possibly even 3.5 million more so the fact that the age bucks aren't working now, I, I'm, I don't know about you are you a great antibiotic fan because I prefer the natural way avoid them whatever you can as much as possible because that way they will work if you do need them, because sometimes Absolutely. you do need them, but if you use them too much, then then they're not going to work. You're going to build up a resistance. Hundred percent, absolutely. And I think God's natural ways are so good and so important for us to have. And um, yeah, the less we use them, but there is a place. There is a med- place for medicine in that in sort and of. And this place, one's really interesting because this is the one that kills superbugs, and they found it in dirt. So maybe we just need to eat more dirt. <laughs> Well, go, actually, go to North Carolina, you know eat some dirt. You're they, good. they actually say that with little children, that you know how they uh, growing up, you know, one, two year olds and whatever, and they're playing in the the yard and stuff like that. It's actually good for them to play with. So I don't know about putting much into your mouth and stuff, but the thing is that well, it increases the babies, your immunity to illnesses. Babies go through a stage where they put everything in their mouth. Everything, everything that's right. Everything they touch so goes they straight in their sore. mouth, mm. and what that does is that it builds their immunity. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's pre-programmed into them. It's like, okay, I've reached the age where I need my own immune system because I'm not getting it through my mother's breast milk anymore. And so now I will grow an immune system. I will put everything in my mouth. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> which, which uh, and, and, and you think about it right now. If you look around the room um, and you look at anything that there is in this studio right now and you think about what would that taste like, what would that feel like in my mouth, and you already know. Mm. Okay, You already know what it's going to taste mm. like, what it's going to feel like because you learnt that when you were about nine months old. Mm. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and it never leaves you. Never you leaves le- you. You learn it at that age and it never leaves you. Never leaves you, hey. And the exciting thing too with this is that it's particularly they're feeling it's going to be good for patients who've got MRSA. Now, MRSA is actually caused by a type of um, Staphylococcus bacteria that's resistant to antibiotics and it actually causes urinary tract infections, but worse than that, it can actually cause life-threatening infections, particularly if it enters 
through the wounds or during surgery. Now, I remember when I was a speech pathologist and I worked in major hospitals, especially the major ones in uh, in the UK and also major ones in Adelaide. Um, we had to basically put a gown, a mask on, gloves on every time we went to see an MRSA patient. Mm-hmm. And in my case, of course, I was doing stuff with their mouth. So that was really significant to make sure I was completely covered. So the exciting thing is that they're feeling that it's particularly going to be helpful for this de- deadly bug, the MRSA. So, um, so just really exciting stuff happening in that space. And I just think, you know, there's coming a day when Jesus is coming soon where we're not going to need antibiotics, when yes. it's going to go back to that whole pre-fall state of the world that you know genesis 1 and 2 cover about a perfect world and i love the fact that in revelation the last two chapters talk about that whole recreation of a perfect world that we can be part of when we give our hearts to jesus and so the key is for all of us to respond to jesus because he wants all of us to have eternal life you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lau this morning. We have our next quiz question for today, for this week as well. The sacrifice of the wicked isn't an abomination to the Lord, but the blank of the upright is his delight. It comes from Proverbs 15. Again, that question is, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the blank of the upright is his delight. If you know the the answer to that, text us in on 0491-064-669. State it or star it if you're actually wanting to play but you don't want to go into the draw. Just put an asterisk next to it or just say that you don't want to play and don't want to go in the draw, whichever way you prefer. But just text us in your answer, 0491. Participate. Yeah, participate. Yeah, lots of, and lots of people do that. You know, it's just lots of fun. And some weeks people say, no, they don't want it, and then they really like the prize that's coming. So they just throw in heaps and heaps of answers through the week. So just, you know, there's no one way. Just do it the way that you feel. 0491-064-669 and you go in the draw for two books, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings and A Thoughtful Prayer a Day. Lyle, where are we going with religious liberty in our news today? Yeah, so we're going to talk about anti-discrimination and particularly here in New South Wales. So mm. the Breakfast Show comes out of New South Wales, so this one's uh, relevant to the three of us that, who are sitting right here and a bunch of uh, you guys that are listening in. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about anti-discrimination is one of those political words that is often tossed out there and it makes politicians f- look good because they're doing something against discrimination. But there's actually no such thing as anti-discrimination. Anti-discrimination is an impossibility. Right. Because it's Unpack impossible It's us. impossible to have <laughs> anti-discrimination legislation. That's mm-hmm. an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say you uh, pass legislation. Let's use an extreme example. Mm-hmm. Let's say you pass legislation against the Ku Klux Klan. Uh-huh. Okay, so you've, you've had anti-discrimination. We're not going to have the Klan anymore. Right. You've now discriminated against the Klan. Yeah. Yeah. So by having anti-discrimination... You discriminate. Right, yes. You can't have one without the other. (laughs) What it comes down to is simply society choosing what type of discrimination is acceptable at this particular point in history. Mm. And how do they decide on that is the question for me in my head. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now, of course, uh, for the last 200 years in Western society, anti-discrimination has been based around Christian principles. Mm-hmm. And so this is why we have seen an end to things like slavery and so forth. Absolutely. Um, that was driven by Christianity. 
Now not so much. Now it tends to head the other direction a little bit. So uh, New South Wales, uh, the Religious Vilification Act will make it unlawful to publicly, has made it, because it's passed now, unlawful to publicly incite hatred, serious contempt for or severe ridicule of someone's religious beliefs, affiliation or activity. Mm-hmm. Which sounds really, really good. It does sound really good, isn't it? But there's a but. I can tell there's, there's a, a but, but coming. In this. <laughs> okay, so this was passed by the New South Wales Parliament this month um, and it's added to the Anti-Discrimination Act 1977. It comes into effect in three months' time. Mm. The big but here is who gets to define what is hatred, serious contempt for, or severe ridicule of someone's religious mm. beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we see this when we have, when, when we talk about, uh, you know, hate crimes, for instance. Mm-hmm. And the reason that there's a large divide here between Christianity and the world is because of how the world looks at people compared to how Christians look at people. Oh, 100%. There's a complete difference, isn't it? We, there is. We look through different um, Very, lenses. And because of this, we, we, we struggle communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the world will describe, you know, secular people will will divide the world into two groups, mm. good people and bad people. Mm. Bad people should be in prison. Good people should be doing their free thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're a bad person, you should go to prison um, and you are an oxygen thief, you are a waste of space, Mm -hmm. you know, we are not interested in you because you are a bad person, Mm. but I'm not a bad person, I'm a good person, I'm a good productive member of society. Mm. And in that case though too, here's the thing, that it's determined by the law in that case rather than just a general, like, you know, you're a bad person. There's actually a law that's been broken, which is why. So for there there's a distinction, but outside of that there's, there's like... Yeah, how, how, how is that determined? Okay, so they will, look, they will see that person as being a bad person and them being as a good person, and they will say that human beings are generally good because most people are not in prison. Wow. Okay, so this is, the, this is how a secular person looks at the world. And as a result of that, they feel no problem with speaking down to criminals who are doing bad things and who are in prison and calling them things like oxygen thieves or a waste of space or you know this kind of they have no no problem with 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 saying negative things about bad people wow which okay. is quite different to the christian very, worldview very isn't different it christian worldview in the christian worldview there are not good people and bad people there are just bad people right that's it yeah we are all sinners we're all broken and so then a Christian will look at the person who is in prison and say, well, they're the same as me mm-hmm. because they are a broken individual, I'm a broken individual, and so rather than calling them an oxygen thief, I will go and do prison ministry, yes. for example. yeah, yeah, it's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And a secular person will be like, well, why would you do that? You know, these guys are losers. Mm. And But the, here's where, what comes in the problem. Mm. When we say that somebody is a sinner, mm-hmm. In a secular person's mind, we have placed them in the category of being a bad person, which is the same as calling them an oxygen thief or a waste of space, or you know. Yes. And I'm using I'm using mild terminology right here. Mm. And so when we call, when we say that something is a sin, they assume that we are saying they are a bad person. Yes. Where we yes. are not saying they no, are a bad person, all. we are saying that there are 
bad things that are being done. Because of sin. Because of sin. Yeah. Okay, so this is part of the problem. And then, of course, um, who gets to define what is serious contempt or severe ridicule? Absolutely. And what um, happens from that, though, when, you know, if that ridicule's supposedly happening, like, well, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, we've had this legislation in Victoria, and it just, it's interesting to see New South Wales following the Victorian path pretty closely. Mm. Um, it's been in Victoria, and, you know, you've had pastors who have been in very, very deep trouble mm. for speaking against Islam, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so suddenly disagreeing with something mm-hmm. can be defined as vilification. Wow. And even if there the courts go. don't find against you, you can be punished by the system. Oh. Because, you know, if I come on the radio here and say, you know, I disagree with Roman Catholics. I think that Roman Catholicism is a terrible, terrible system mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I believe in salvation by grace alone. I don't believe in salvation by the sacraments. Mm-hmm. And for my Catholic friends out there, hey, th- this is just where I stand. I, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's my understanding of Scripture and that's the way it is. Um, but I respect the fact that, you know, you're a Roman Catholic and have different beliefs to me, but, I'm you know, I- if I agreed with you, I would be a Roman Catholic. Yes. And so then is that considered as uh, contempt or ridicule? Uh, someone can define it that way and they can jump on and say, hey, I heard Lyle say this on the radio, let's take him to court and suddenly I'm in the court system and the court's like, no, that's, that's uh, um, you know, you, you're wasting our time here and throw it out of court. But I've still been punished by the system because I still had to go out and hire a lawyer, I've had to go through all of the stress, etc., etc., etc. And, right. it's, and it's very determined of what people's uh, mindset is and upbringing in every kind of way, isn't it? As to oh, where, and how, so. where and how they actually determine that. But there's no clear-cut way of determining it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, one more, one, one more thing real quick here. The New South Wales Department of Communities and Justice is currently right now holding consultation on so-called uh, conversion therapy and... Oh. Uh, the uh, and, and looking at legislation in relationship to this, the recommendations that they are discussing um, are, have very few differences to the Victorian model. Okay, so right. let me let me just talk about this one and unpack it real fast. Mm-hmm. Here's what you got in Victoria: if you're living in Victoria and you call me mm. here in New South Wales mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, I've got something that I want you to pray about because it's something in my life I'd like to change." Mm-hmm. And I pray about that. Mm-hmm. I can go to jail in Victoria for that. There you go. The Victorian legislation bans outlaws, makes it a criminal offence to answer some people's prayer requests. Wow. And, and that's just like huge, isn't it? Like that freedom of choice. It's and being free, ripped yeah, away from liberty. people because... Religious liberty is out the window. Yep. Yeah, and, and if you are somebody who doesn't like the way that you live, doesn't like the things that you are dealing with, and you want to receive counselling, mm-hmm. you can receive counselling to transition to another gender. Mm-hmm. You can receive counselling mm-hmm. to transition to another orientation, mm. but you it's illegal for you to receive any kind of counselling to go the other direction. Interesting, isn't it? Like, it only just, ever just... goes one direction. Wow, wow. It's all like, where are we going with all of this? It's just shocking, isn't it? And to yeah. think that's coming into New South Wales as well in every way. And it's just showing the signs that we're in the last days, aren't we, before Jesus comes. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
Hey, our next quiz question for today is this. Get your numbers ready, 0491 to text in your answers to go in for the draw on Friday. The quiz question is, in Matthew 8, demons cause the ruin of a herd of what? I've been to that place where they believe this happened, by the way, too, of course, in Israel. So here we go again. In Matthew chapter 8, demons cause the ruin of a herd of what? If you know the answer, it's some kind of animals. It's not hippos. It's not elephants. It's <laughs> But an easier one than that. Text us in your answer on 0491 Hey, this morning we've actually got on our interview to, for today, Jeremy Dixon from New Zealand. Jeremy, hello. Are you there, Jeremy? Hello. Yes, receiving loud and clear. Hello. Welcome. Welcome on the show once again, Jeremy. We always love your segments because you get our taste buds going when you talk about food and <laughs> <laughs> so much in every way. And I've got some of your cookbooks, of course, uh, at home, the Revive cookbooks. There's eight volumes there. And then you've got the 30-minute meals as well. Or is it called 30-minute cooking? How is that one called again? Yeah. I do have them at home. Um, and I know you've been on many shows as well. So, um, yeah, just so much for you to share with us. What have you got to share with us today in that space, please? Well, I thought I'd share with you some of my – I've kind of been just going through my latest cookbook. And what happens when you're doing a cookbook is you kind of – like last year, between about probably June and September, mm-hmm. you know, you, when you're doing a cookbook, your life is just absorbed. And all these 80 recipes, every detail, every ingredient, every method, every full stop, every comma, every little bit on the photo, you just, your life is just totally absorbed. Mm. And then you send it off to the printer and then it's gone. Then all of a sudden you just don't think about it anymore. It's kind of like a child leaving home. (laughs) Suddenly it's just, it's just, it's just gone. And suddenly your life is just back to normal again. Back to normal. yeah, and everyone's having all this this fun with your cookbook, and meanwhile, it's just it's just gone from your mind. So, so this week, I was actually going through my latest cookbook, probably for the first time since I did it last year, and uh, just refreshing myself with some of the recipes. And, and when you get so absorbed in something, it kind of just feels normal. But actually, it's quite cool coming back a year later and going, "Hey, actually, these are actually some really cool recipes." So, oh, uh, lovely! So give us kind of just... give us the name yeah. of your latest cookbook and eighty recipes. That's a lot. I'm always like I marvel at the fact that you have so many different recipes and you can still keep coming up with more, and obviously you are. So give us the name of your latest cookbook and, yeah, just unpack some yes. of the recipes. So Ro- yeah. Yeah, so the Ride Cafe cookbook number eight um, is the latest latest cookbook So um, um, in, the, in the series so that I did this last year and had it out for Christmas last year. So I thought I'd share with you some of the – just, just some of the cool recipes that are um, really cool um, with you today. If you Lovely. Want. Yes, please. Take it away. Cool. Um, this is this one is one of my it's in uh, page fifty two. It's it's a it's one of my ama- favorite hot pots because mm-hmm. um, we do hot pots, which is like kind of a curry dish, and it's a creamy red pepper stroganoff with tofu. Oh yeah. And, um, and what makes it really special is you kind of you start with start with your curry with you know pretty much any dish if you don't know what you're doing you start with some oil, some onions, and some garlic. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a starting point if you don't know what you're doing. Then you can work out what to do later. But this one here, you throw in some some red capsicum mm-hmm. and some cashew butter and some lemon juice, and you kind of blend that up. So you kind of got this really nice cashew butter, red pepper kind of sauce, and the red peppers kind of give it such a really nice, really beautiful, really orangey kind of a, a sauce. Mm, so you yum. kind of mix that around. So you got this thing. You put in, so you got your onions. You got your red pepper sauce. 
throw in some mushrooms and some um, tofu, mm-hmm. and you mix it around, and you've got this beautiful creamy red hot pot. And then, and, and what you do then is just on the top sprinkle on some some coriander and some some you know finely chopped raw red onion, and you, it's just such an amazing um, hot pot to have. You can serve on rice or quinoa. Mm, sounds yummy. And you mentioned the cashew butter. So is that something that you can actually purchase easily um, in the stores or is that something that you can actually make yourself? Yeah, that's kind of our kind of our secret kind of ingredient we've been using in the cafes in my cookbooks recently. It's just mm-hmm. such a nice, sweet, creamy butter that kind of just, just makes things taste amazing. So you can either make it yourself, you can either just if you're using it for a dish like a thing, you can just bring up cashew nuts. You can get cashew nuts and blend it up with a little bit of water and put it in. Mm-hmm. And when you do that type of thing, when you do blend up nuts and water or whatever, you need to blend it properly. You don't want to just end up with little bits of nuts and water. You want to make sure you're blending it really, really well so it's like a creamy, full-on consistency. So almost That's like really a important. yogurt consistency, is that what you're saying? Exactly, yeah, exactly, like a, like a cream or whatever. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure it's not just, little bits of cashew and water. And if you've got a blender that's not quite so high-powered, mm. before you do it, you can soak your cashew nuts in some boiling water for like five minutes. Mm. And that'll soften them and make them really um, a lot easier to blend down to that, that kind of consistency. Or if you blend it and it's not quite right, just let it sit for five or ten minutes and, and the water will kind of soak into the cashew pieces and then re-blend. And that should enable you to get that really nice, creamy, you know, yogurty, you know, that kind of Greek yogurt kind of uh, mm. texture. And then, yeah, stirring that through anything is amazing. So you oh, can either buy that, cashew butter, yeah, or you can make you can make kind of a cashew cream yourself, or you can just buy cashew cashew butter from the store. Um, we're from New Zealand, we sell it from our cafe, but uh, most of the won't be. But yeah, you can buy cashew butter. It's a really good secret oh, ingredient to just really cream things up. That sounds so yummy, and I've got a whole bag of cashews at home at the moment of raw ones that I just bought last week too, so something to try. But, hey, look, you know, my husband, for example, and I'm sure there's others out there that don't like coriander. Is there a good substitute for coriander with that one? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think the population have got this gene that means they don't like coriander, um, but we still love those people all the same. That's right. Um, So so what you can do, uh, just, just any other herbs. So, for example, mint. Is a, is a great herb, parsley. There's, there's lots of other parsley, a lot of lots of herbs around. Yeah, lovely, good. Okay, and next recipe, have you got another great one there for us? I do, I do. So this is, I've got a, a, a cheap salsa verde, and yeah. this is like a, um, it's kind of a Mexican dish. It's kind of like a, think of like a green, um, a green salsa. And, and typically you'd use a special tomato called a tamarillo, mm-hmm. which is a green-like fruit. But I've always looked, looked for it for years and could never find it. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to try this with green tomatoes and see if it works. Mm. And, you know, during the winter, you kind of go into the shop um, where you're in New Zealand anyway, and you want to find a tomato, and they're all green. Mm. And you're like, well, this is just terrible. So, you know, this, this is a great recipe to use when you find green tomatoes mm. or tomatoes that are kind of like, you know, just a really faint shade of red. Mm. So what you do is in a blender, you throw in your green tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, some oil, some salt, a chili, some garlic, some lime juice, mm-hmm. some maple syrup, and some coriander, if you're not a coriander hater, mm-hmm. and you blend it up. And it's kind of like this beautiful salsa, um, but it's really, really, really green. Mm-hmm. And it's um, and while it, while technically Mexican, we're probably, a Mexican mafia would probably shoot you for using, not using the official tamarillos, it's actually a beautiful kind of green tomato salsa, a salsa verde, and it's really nice on Mexican food with corn chips and things. Oh. And it's a really good kind of cheap way of getting the salsa verde without using those um, 
tamarillo. That sounds really interesting. And some people might be concerned with using green tomatoes. Is there a point at which they, you know, because you don't have them like completely green, well, as in like really, really raw. How do you know at what point to actually use them? It's like only when it's in the stores or when you're picking them off at home. How do you know when to actually use <laughs> yeah, them? That's a great question. I'm not a, not a massive um, expert on that. So um, I'd say probably use them when they just kind of got the, you know, in the winter when you, the, the tomatoes are kind of, they're kind of half green and half red. That's probably yeah, a good time starting to, use them, to go. So you want a little bit on them. Yeah. Do you know my mum, when I was growing up as a young child, you know, in our home, my mum did a lot of pickling because we're Polish background. And, yes. um, you know, the whole sauerkraut thing and things like that. And she would pickle uh, green tomatoes. And it was just the be- most beautiful salad. It was actually one of my favourite salads. It was even better than the sauerkraut. So there you go. This is only the second time I've really heard doing something with green tomatoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because often you see me and you want to use these things because there's no red tomatoes. So it's quite a good opportunity to, to do that. Great idea. Great idea. So that sort of thing on haystacks, um, you know, corn chips and then beans and then this sort of stuff yep. on top as well and some salad on top sounds really, really yummy. Where have you used a Salsa kind of thing, so it's kind of just yeah. like a nice green salsa. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when you're having like a movie night, you can actually have it something to dip into with your your yeah. crackers and things like that in some kind of way. Yum, yum, exactly. yum. And that one sounds like it's a really quick recipe to do too. So, oh, yeah. so just one of those fire ingredients in a blender, and then you've done it. It's, it's just super, super easy. Right, five, ten minute kind of job. Sounds fabulous. Yep. What's another fabulous one within that revive cookbook for us, please? Well, these, these, when you go to health shops, you can see these kind of bags, these kind of set up pouches full of these macaroons. Mm-hmm. And they're so expensive. Like you can pay $10, $15 for a pack of your macaroons. Absolutely. But they're so easy to make yourself. So there's a recipe in here. We've got poppy seed lemony macaroons. And all you do, again, is just get a bowl. You put in one cup of long thread coconut, mm-hmm. half a cup of almond flour, quarter of a cup of maple syrup, two tablespoons of lemon juice, two tablespoons of lemon zest from your grater and a teaspoon of poppy seed. So really simple ingredients. Mm. And you just mix those together and you get like a little, ideally you get like a little kind of mini ice cream scoop mm-hmm. um, or one of those kind of like melon ballers mm-hmm. to kind of like create a nice macaroon thing. So you just basically just press them together hard and, and form like kind of a half, half ball type thing mm-hmm. and like an ice cream scoop or something, a little mini ice cream scoop. Put them on a tray in the oven for 15 minutes at 180 degrees and um, you've got these beautiful, tasty, lemony, sweety, coconutty macaroons that are just amazing and probably a, a tenth the price of what some of the expensive ones are in the, all the health shops. Uh, and and like you say, I mean, it's homemade and so it's special, but also yeah. also really healthy. I mean, one of the biggest things that has I, I've, I noticed in Coles, for instance, in the last probably year or so, is right at the counters, they've actually got these, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but certainly here in, in New South Wales, we've actually got these big tubs of macaroons right at the counters when you're going through the cash register. Yeah. So it tempts yeah, people yeah, to get go. them and they're just full of sugar, hey. Um, exactly, exactly. Whereas this one, what you're saying is just so so yummy and healthy. It sounds fabulous. Any more recipes yeah, yeah. to share with us? Well, there's a really cool salad that we do in the cafes in this book, and it is a um, it's, it's kind of a um, I think it's a Thai one. I'm not I'm not sure exactly, um, or some some Asian salad. It's an, a, a, a lab salad. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, you'd use flakes of chicken or mince with lettuce. Mm-hmm. This one, what we do is you actually so, um, um, soak up some TBP or textured soy protein. 
Mm-hmm. So um, what we're basically it's a mixture of TVP. You can buy it from your health shops, and basically you, you soak like a, a cup of TVP. It's like little flaky bits of soy, and it kind of rehydrates. So you soak like a, a cup of boiling water, a cup of um, TVP, and you get this kind of mincy kind of texture. Mm-hmm. And then what you do, you mix it with some sliced lettuce, some red onions, some broccoli, some coriander, some mint, and you put a nice dressing over it with some lime juice and some maple syrup and um, some, some bit of oil, and you get this really beautiful kind of vegan um, lard salad, which is traditionally a meat dish. Um, it's just a really, really fresh. And putting things like mint and coriander and lime juice in, the pop flavors really, really pop. Put a bit of chili in if you want as well. Mm-hmm. And just that kind of that TVP soaks up all those flavors, and you probably wouldn't even know it was a, a vegetarian dish. Yeah, that's yummy. And, of course, TVP, soy, soy protein, it almost looks a bit like minced meat, doesn't it? So, um, exactly. But it's actually, of course, a healthy and a veg- vegetarian, in this case, a vegan version. So Lawson would love that kind of thing because he loves vegan food. He loves yes, food yes, overall yes. and he likes anything kind of Korean, Japanese, all those sort yes. of things. So that's kind of his recipe. Um, and, you know, I'd love that kind of thing too, but that's particularly his kind of thing. Hey, Jeremy, we've got about a minute left. Is there anything else? Else in particular that you'd like to add? Because th- I'm looking at here, I've actually written down some of those, and you've actually given us a whole meal, a whole hot, hot pot, salsa, Thai salad, <laughs> and macaroons. So there's our whole meal for the for for one one actual meal, lunch or dinner. There you go, just from your cookbook. So anything else you'd like Very to good. add? We've got about 50, 50 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two ingredient cookies. Mm-hmm. So what you get is you get two ripe bananas. Mm-hmm. One and a half cups of the really, really fine oats. Mm-hmm. That's all just two ingredients. Mix them together really, really well. So just mash them together, use your hands, form them into balls, push them down with a fork into kind of cookie shapes. Mm-hmm. Cook them for 15 minutes, 180 degrees, and you've got banana and oat cookies in just two ingredients. Oh, that's amazing. How quick, how easy, how healthy is that? Oh, that is really quick and easy. Anyone could put that together so easily. Hey, so look, thank you so much, Jeremy. We really appreciate all of those recipes and we look forward to seeing more of those cookbooks being into the homes as well. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.